Chapter Twenty One of the Art of Travel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kate McKenzie. The Art of Travel by Sir Francis Galton. Chapter Twenty One. Furniture. Furniture, the luxuries and elegances practicable in tent life, are only limited by the means of transport. Julius Caesar, who was a great campaigner, carried parquets of wooden mosaic for his floors. The articles that make the most show for their weight are handsome rugs and skins and pillows, canteens of dinner and coffee services, and candles with screens of glass, or other arrangements to prevent them from flickering. The art of luxurious tenting is better understood in Persia than in any other country, even than in India bedsteads a portable bedstead with mosquito curtains is a very great luxury raising the sleeper above the damp soil and the attacks of most creatures that creep on it in tours where a few luxuries can be carried it is a very proper article of baggage it is essential where white ants are numerous a very luxurious bed is made on the principle of a tennis player's racket being a framework of wood with strips of raw hide lashed across it from side to side and from end to end. It is the Angareb of Upper Egypt. Hammocks and Cots I stated in previous editions of this book that hammocks and cots had few advocates owing to the difficulty of suspending them, but Captain Maguire's recent ingenious invention quite alters the case. His method will be easily understood by the annexed sketch. The apparatus is adapted for use on the wooden floors of houses or ships by the employment of eyelet bolts or screw rings instead of pegs, and by putting wooden shoes below the staves to prevent their slipping inwards. The shoes are tied to the eyelet bolts by a cord. The complete apparatus, in a very portable form, can be bought at Messrs. Brown's in Piccadilly. Mosquito Nets and Their Substitutes a mosquito curtain may be taken for suspension over the bed or place where you sit, but it is dangerous to read in them by candlelight, for they catch fire very easily. See the chapter on incombustible stuffs. It is very pleasant in hot, mosquito-plagued countries to take the glass sash entirely out of the window frame and replace it with one of gauze. Broad network, if of fluffy thread, keeps wasps out. The darker a house is kept, the less willing are flies, etc., to flock in. If sheep and other cattle be hurled in near the house, the nuisance of flies, etc., becomes almost intolerable. Chairs. It is advisable to take very low, strong and roomy camp stools with tables to correspond in height, as a chamber is much less choked up when the seats are low, or when people sit, as in the east, on the ground. The seats should not be more than one foot high, though as wide and deep as an ordinary footstool. Habit very soon reconciles travellers to this, but without a seat at all, a man can never write, draw, nor calculate as well as if he had one. The stool represented in the figure above is a good pattern. It has a full-sized seat made of canvas or leather, or of strips of dressed hide. A milkman's stool, supported by only one peg, is quickly made in the bush, 
and is not very inconvenient. The common rush-bottomed chair can be easily made if proper materials are accessible. The annex diagram explains clearly the method of their construction. Table The table may consist of a couple of boards not less than two feet long by nine inches broad, hinged lengthwise for the convenience of carriage and resting on a stand, which should be made on the same principle as the framework of the chair described above. It is well to have the table made of mahogany, for deal, warps and cracks excessively. There is no difficulty in carrying furniture like the above on a pack-horse. Makeshift chair and table. For want of a chair, it is convenient to dig a hole or a trench in the ground, and to sit on one side of it with the feet resting on its bottom. The opposite side of the trench serves as a table on which things may be put within easy reach. In a box two feet long and one foot square at the ends, the lid and its bottom, of course, both measure two feet by one foot. Now, if the bottom opens on hinges, just like the lid, and if the hinges of both lid and bottom are fixed to the hindmost side of the box, then, when the box is laid face downwards, and both the lid and the bottom are opened out, and secured in the same horizontal plane with the side to which they are hinged, a table of three feet by two feet is made. The lid and bottom form the two leaves of the table, and what was the hindmost side, when the box stood on its bottom, is now uppermost, and forms the middle of the table. Such a box would hold, during travel, the things wanted when encamping. Quoted from Peel. Hooks. I have spoken of the way of hanging articles in tents under tent poles. In a permanent bivouac, or in a hut, it is convenient to fix hooked sticks, or the horns of animals, against the walls as pegs. End of chapter 21